Hi, this is Mike Farkas reading from my book, Phone Slaves. Welcome to episode 18 of season 2, entitled Song Lyrics vs. Poems. Flawed Poems by Mookie Ferguson Still as life, still as death. Everything is still. Poof! What in the name of Mary's inflammable klimt is that? Hey, long time no see, Elf. This isn't a social call. I'm here strictly to torment. Maybe you had better stick with your guitar songs. People tend to be more sentimental about song lyrics. I wrote this poem back in college when I was 17. Maddie Hayes, my poetry prof at the time, liked it. She was nuttier than a Snickers. I want my poems to ring like songs. Sorry. Songs and poems are related and relatable, but fundamentally different. Songs assume an auditory experience. The lyrics are supported by a physical voice. The voice supported by sounds. You've got a big band of sound traveling through space. Poems assume a reader. They need no support, no rhythm section. The connection is umbilical. A poem carries more mass per syllable. Even on a bad day, a poem can tell a song to go fuck itself. Poor, sulky song humming to itself. Singing a poem is like attempting to balance an elephant on four tables. What the hell are you talking about, Elf? Speaking a poem is difficult enough. The act of voicing a poem ruins it. You're comparing cashews to almonds. They're both tasty, though. When a song is well-crafted, I can say, Oh, wow, those lyrics are poetry. But they aren't. They may be poetic, but they are not poetry. They need music to get them across. Songs require that pedestal to support them. They're an elephant standing on four tables. What I mean is, I'm not trying to take anything away from the elephant being a magnificent creature worthy of praise or that the act of such an animal balancing on four tables is not worthy of admiration. I'd pay my admission to witness it. But it isn't fucking poetry. I see no point in your visit. You sound insane. You know it's true. I understand what you are saying, but it doesn't hold up. When I listen to music... It lights up my brain in a different way than when I read a poem. Why compare? Why strive for such idiotic science? These is facts. Take an epic song, like Stairway to Heaven, arguably the most epic song in the epic song catalog. Read it as a poem, and it will sound like rambling prose. So, I win. Reading poems aloud sucks. What have you won? My point is not that poetry and music are different performance roads in the same neighborhood. My point is they are different neighborhoods, despite many roads bearing the same names. Maybe you and everyone else is confused about this, but I amn't. Small cramp. Poof! Elf vanishes. Faint scent of coffee waffle sausage fart.
It's a beautiful day at for sure. How can I help ya? Yeah, hi, this is Sam Rambinsky. I'm calling about your salesman on the road uh, program. Fantastic, Sam. Have you read the info pack? Yeah, I read everything. Excellent. Are you registered? Yep, I'm sitting here with 17 phone bills from different businesses. Please allow me a few moments to pull up your page. Here it is. Sam Rambinsky. How's the weather in Jersey? Meh. You know, winter. Where are you guys, New York? I'm at the Montreal office. Yeah, you guys got the snow. Oh, yeah. You know it. I see here that John is your dedicated rep. Let me have him get back to you. He's away from his desk right now. I could give you his email, but you probably already have that, right? I already sent them through the portal. Oh, I see. Perfect, Sam. You're great. Let me get the message through, and either John or our administrator, Kara, will call you back as soon as possible. Okay. Good stuff, Sam. Keep it up. It's a beautiful day here at For Sure. How can I help you? It's Devin. Morning, Devin. How's my rising star salesman? I'm not sure about this, Mr. Mookie. Geez, Devin. Let's get another $500 transfer into your account this Friday. Nothing builds trust like paychecks. Did you send your payment info? I already told you I did that. You filled out all the forms correctly and checked them? I did. And you know that we are going to get in touch with your cousin if he picks up the phone. He told me he already spoke with your manager. We just got off the phone. Kara arrives back at her station. We got in touch with Dennis, she says. It's good. Dev, our lovely administrator just confirmed the lead is valid. So you will be paid for it this Friday by 5 p.m. Eastern. All right. What about the other one? Which other one? I got Ralph's from July. I sent it. Nice, Devin. Wow. Amazing work. You going to fax that baby over so we can move forward? I just sent it to your email. If you check, it should be there. That was you dinging before? My apologies. I was on the phone with Sam the Ram. Who's Sam the Ram? He's our top producer. He's at 17 submissions for the week. Well, how'd he do that? If you go, you get, Devin. Hmm. Anyway, don't worry about anyone but yourself, Dev. Go out over the weekend and see what you can rustle up. You may surprise yourself. Some business owners only work weekends. All right, well, let's see that payment come through this Friday. Like a Swiss watch. You'll be paid, Devin. We never miss. All right. Have a great day, Devin. Keep it up. Remember, if you go, you get. 11 o'clock, and already the day feels long. Mook jumps out for a slightly off-schedule morning toke break. Communing with a lone cheeping bird nested on a Dickie Moore mini-trailer, he smokes. Inhaling for three, holding for three, 
exhaling for three. Cheep, cheep, cheep. Flawed Poems by Mookie Ferguson An insane bird chirped directly at me in bird speak. You're insane, he cheeped. From his perch, he could see. My pattern of thought, things I bought. And why not? You live in a tree. From down here, you're lucky. He cheeped that it's cheap. From up there, nearly froze. The best things are cheap. That cheap bird and I knows. Alas, the break is too soon broken. Re good morning, Devin. Where's the money? I mentioned it gets deposited approximately 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Oh, yeah. Okay. And what's the total? Hang on a sec, Devo. I'm just going to go ask Kara what the final number is. Mook is in mid-chew of a raisin bun, which is a fine, circular, swirl Danish pastry with a smear of custard, which makes its presence known as you near the critical mass of toasted raisins at center. The French are consummate masters of such subtle delicacies. A perk of living in New France is that the French take little things very seriously. This is at once a perk and a peril, as they often prove too serious for Mook to take seriously. Language laws, dress code laws, social distancing measures, mask guidelines, but their pain raisin prove that despite being serious imbeciles, that their genius for brioche remains untarnished, unequaled, and insuperable. Their imbecility stems from a supremist notion of perfection, like Confucian's gone pastry. That in culinary matters the French remain consummate is due in no small part to their profound, if divine, imbecility. The fixation upon perfection, precision, and rule cutting and decisive if socially divisive. Possessing the savoir-faire to find the yummy in snails, frogs, and cheeses crawling with maggots. The French are monsters. If they say it's good, it's good. C'est bon. Mook wants a bite of Kara's Danish. She offers none. Tell him you'll call him back. Mook takes a deliberate deep breath and rolls his eyes as if to suggest Kara is the quintessential spoiled princess brat and bows his head just slightly with feigned disappointment. Mook sits himself down so he's comfy, takes a sip of his coffee, and unmutes Devin. Dev! Good news. Kara is going to personally get back to you in the next half hour. Kara pulls her finger across her neck to show Mook how dead he is. Mook smiles. Kara deserves this. All right. What's for lunch, Dev? Any plans for supper? Are you going to celebrate someplace special? Well, I reckon I'll take my mom to Chili's. Chili's? Devin, you really pull out all the stops, my man.
Your mom is one lucky lady. Yep. Anyway, a great start to the day here at For Sure, discussing your paycheck, Dev. I'm glad you hit the ground running. Yep. Charming little bastard. Just hung up on me. It's a splendid day here at For Sure Telecom. Who am I speaking with? Percival Montlord. Hello, Mr. Ferguson. Percival Montlord. What it be, my good sir? How is life treating you? I'm in Jamaica, man. Just rallying the troops, man. You're going to see something in the next little while. Are we talking about this week? Yes, mon. Soon, mon. Sounds fine, Percy. Let me know if I can be of any assistance. Just making sure you can pay me to my checking account. Well, that's the only way we pay, Percy. Is your account with an American bank? Yeah, mon. No problem. How's the weather in Port Antonio? Splendid, mon. Any James Bond chicks? <laughs> you are a funny guy, Mookie. I'll be in touch with some paper soon. Good. Have a great day, Mr. Montlord. Enjoy the Callaloo. Yes, Mon. Always. Was that Montlord? asks Kara. Yep. He sent all his payment info, including his W-8, so where's his leads? He's in Jamaica. Any news from the closer on Ralph's? Did they reach Ralph? We're calling him today at 9.30, so if Devin could calm his hillbilly hormones down a few degrees, we could have a real update for him by noon. Good to know. Thanks, Kara. Welcome, Mookie. Kara flashes her smile of knowing. The woman possesses a stunning smile. Mook stares out the window. The snow blows sideways through enormous corridors made from blocks of skyscrapers. He heads to the john. Both stalls are currently occupied, as is the pisser on the left, which at least flushes. The pisser on the right barely flushes, so it stinks and is generally avoided when possible. There are no less than six guys standing around on their eyebrows, surfing, scrolling the holographic feed. The men's room being the perfect place for such digi-masturbatory parallel distraction, and since electronic devices are not permitted on the sales floor, one of the only places one can use their device without breaking the rules is the john. Mook takes the spot on the wall to wait, where he accidentally leans under the sensor triggering the hand dryer, so he stands straight up off the wall. The scene is collegiate. 